When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Orange and blue sunset in my high here in Broncos country. Let's get ready to ride. Russ and the rest are gonna light up the sky. A, where the A stands for, are they going to get fired? (laughs) (laughs) Both of them, maybe. Mm, Wow. Of course, we're presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, where you can't bet on this, but if you could, it would be fun. Man, it it would be fun. And I got to say, two totally different people. One of them, (laughs) I don't want Nathaniel Hackett to be fired. He really is like a good guy. The guy that everyone saw, the happy guy in the offseason. That's who he is, and he treats people that way. He gives bear hugs to everyone. He's such a good guy. Now, that doesn't mean that you should keep a job if you're doing poorly. That's not what I'm saying. But on the flip side, Josh McDaniels, (laughs) it's like, no one, no one wants to give him yeah. the benefit. No one feels sorry for him. He's he's dug his own grave. I don't yeah. think anybody is rooting for Josh McDaniels. To like six, his his yeah. family, Mark Davis. his family. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess Mark Davis because he's tied to him and his family and his family. Yeah, not even Bill Belichick's no. rooting for him because Bill's probably back. back. Yeah. That's why I he left the offensive coordinator job. Rooting for him. <laughs> well, wow. do, does it, if he is his, does fa- he if his family? family doesn't like him, then they're probably rooting for him so that he can just stay away, you know? That's fair. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. As Nathaniel Hackett said over the bye week, he got to reintroduce himself to his kids. Like, uh, he just it, – it's it's so sad how much this Broncos coaching is. staff is working, especially when the results just aren't there. I just feel – getting worse. It's like, man, just take some time off because what you got – all the grind you're putting in just isn't helping. No. At least enjoy your life and be bad instead <laughs> of being bad and not enjoying your life. Oh, man. I think it, it, it can only help to just do less. Yeah, take a step back. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Can't you go paralysis by analysis? Like, yeah. you're thinking too hard about what the other team's going to do? Because what are you really doing all that time? You're, you're self-scouting and you're, you know, scouting your opponent. Yep. At a certain point, how many times can you watch the Raiders play the Colts? <laughs> Not that many. Not like 18 hours a day. Yeah. Probably even yeah. more, potentially. I really think... And, and I don't know, like, 
everyone's experienced this probably at some point in their life where you just work a little bit too hard and then you start to realize like, oh, I don't have that much juice right. to keep, you know, to work right now. Like mm-hmm. I need to press the reset button. And so these guys are working so hard Monday yeah. through Saturday that when Sunday comes around and they need to be their sharpest, they're drained. You know, their, their bodies are, are begging for rest and their minds aren't as clear as they could be. And we've, we've talked about it so many times, and it was one of like the first realizations I had covering an NFL team was, man, it just seems like sometimes stuff is just overthought way too much. And when you take a step back, when you get outside of the building, regardless of if you're talking NFL building or your own work or maybe a, a relationship or something, you take a step back, and you're just able to see clearer. And you're like, oh, okay, instead of trying to beat the Raiders by doing 15 things, let's just simplify it and just do a couple. And, and, you, and you start to have those realizations. And it's so obvious from an outside perspective that this happens sometimes. But when they're in the thick of it, it's not easy to see. Yep. And the toughest part is, like, you cannot run the football. Like, it seems like you could set back and just call, like, a normal game plan, whatever. They're not going to be able to run the football. <clears throat> they can't run. They don't have the offensive line to run. They don't have the running backs to run. So you have to throw the ball. And passing plays seem more complicated to come up with. And so you are kind of stuck just being like, okay, we might need to run 40 of these. What, what's our best 40 this week? Because none of them are working either. Like, yeah. it's just so easy to throw everything out every week because nothing works. Well, and hey, Hank, I'm happy you brought that up because Nathaniel Hackett talked about what's going on wrong in the running game, what's going wrong in the passing game. And when he talked about the passing game, he was brutally honest and just said there's so many things that aren't going that aren't going yeah. well. And so to me, what I think he's going to do from that is just grind even harder and just spend even more time in it and not just get back to the basics. Yeah, I mean, they don't have their foundation. Um, and that that's multifaceted. Like, the foundation is the offensive line. The foundation is the run game. Yeah. They don't have... They don't have the first one for sure. Jeez. In fact, the offensive line from here on out is an anchor, straight up. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. I, I don't envision any world in which the offensive line can help this team win. No. So it can only hurt them less. Right. All right, they can right. do is try and figure out ways to make the offensive line hurt them less. Yeah. Which means you can't run the ball because these guys can't run block. Yep. And you have to pass the ball without being able to protect it. Mm -hmm. you know what's really sad for this team especially with all this work these guys are putting in is there's just really nothing they can do anymore um and there's no way they believe that you know a a coach is always going to think like i well maybe deep down they know right but they're always going to think i can work my way out of this i can scheme my way out of this yeah and there really isn't a way and the problems that are were facing them the first half of the season when for the most part they were somewhat healthy they can't even fix them now. Right. And so, and they're not going to get the benefit of the doubt because it was so bad when they were as healthy as they had been that it's just, yep. uh, there's not really a way out. There's no way out. I mean, the, so depressing. you know what they want to be. Well, we think we know because they have diverted from it a little bit, but They've they want to told be, us what ex- they want to be. Exactly. The wide zone play action. When's the best their offenses looked? Week one. Okay. Week one is actually the answer. <laughs> but since then, <laughs> yeah. Jacksonville. Yeah. They, they ran one play action pass that whole game. No way. And they couldn't run wow. the ball. Yep. Because they went to the hurry up. They went to the shotgun. And it's like, yeah. do you do more of that? Sure. I mean, it, it worked. I don't know. The best their offense looked this week was that last drive uh, of the game where they almost went down there and scored. 
We still needed Russ to run and pick up a fourth down with his legs, but there was some hurry up there. I don't know. If if I take one thing away, it's just that you you got to go hurry up. Yep. You're you're kind of just an air raid team now. Maybe you throw in a couple runs against light boxes, but it's time just to spread the defense out. And then I think doing then you that. you have to ask Russ to throw the ball quickly, which he doesn't do. Yeah, to Kendall Hinton. It's exactly, yeah. yeah to I mean, Kendall Hinton. With Quinn Bailey blocking as your yeah. right tackle. Yes. Because that's what this Broncos team is going to look like, at least this week going forward, which is brutal. But I think Henry's right that you can't go back to your quote-unquote roots that you never had because that doesn't fit what you have right now. So... Get the defense on their heels. That's going to be your biggest advantage. Just yep. trying to get the defensive line tired, get the pass rush tired. Yep. But you said it, Ryan. Russ isn't a guy that just gets the ball out quick. That's not his game no. at all. No. I know. It's, I, a, it's a huge catch twenty-two. <laughs> yeah. The whole season is. Yeah, it or really drop is. twenty-two. And, and you said, uh, you know, yes, Jesus, yes. And you said, uh, you know, their roots. There never were roots. Mm. They planted a tree. And it tipped over. The next day, it was thirty degrees. Oh no! <laughs> and and tree. the tree never stood a chance. Yep. Um, yeah. So there are no roots, and I feel bad for him honestly because mm -hmm. again, the average fan isn't going to give them the benefit of the doubt no. because of these injuries. People are just going to keep getting more and more and more mad, and eventually, they're probably going to get fired. Yep. And yep. I, what was it? Just a couple of weeks ago. You pointed out that I'm probably going to be the last person to give injuries or the the excuse of injuries <clears throat> to this team. I'm there, um, but like it's too late. like it you guys matter. said, it, exactly, yeah. it, it is too late because they weren't good. They weren't average before the injuries hit. They were bad. Yep. Now they're worse, and uh, it, I don't know how it's not just going to be even worse than that because the injuries again. There's a new wave of injuries to the Broncos. So they're not going to get a break. The only thing they can get in my mind is extra credit for it looking good. Mm. If somehow, some way, they go out there and score 30 points this week, I'm going to say, all right, that was actually a genius game plan. Yeah. Like, good on them. Congratulations. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so then can extra credit boost them from that subpar grade to acceptable? Can the extra credit do it? Maybe, yeah. Um, I have a lot of experience with <laughs> using uh, made-up extra credit <laughs> to get myself out of failing classes. So wow. um, if anyone should have confidence that that can happen, it would be me. Um, you know, they got to go to the bosses and say, hey, we're trying really, really hard here. We have no <laughs> options to go for. If we can somehow yeah. pull out, you know, a passable uh. offense, can you help us out a little bit? <laughs> really screwed up early on there. Made some big mistakes in training camp. Yes. My, guess, like, is, <laughs> my guess, though, Ryan, is when you had to do the making up, you weren't grinding so hard in that first part. Oh, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't think it's because you were stupid as to why you weren't doing well in the classes. How long is a semester? Like 18 weeks? I think that feels yeah, right to about, me. about right. Yeah. yeah, I would give about 16 weeks of zero <laughs> effort and two weeks of just... Begging to not fail. <laughs> and it worked. It worked Look, every time. Here. Never <laughs> failed one class. Wow. More than anything, I just feel bad for Russ. Like, he's he's doing some dumb stuff. Like, everybody can see it. But even, like, that, that throw into triple coverage into the end zone to Tyree Cleveland, you're like, what the hell are you doing? But also, you go back and watch, and what he's looking at is Kendall Hinton running across the field, and Kendall kind of gets bumped and slows down. There's another guy, and he's kind of, like, stops, 
And then he starts running again on the crosser, and he starts to pull away, but you don't have time to throw that. Meanwhile, there's a guy about to jump on Russ's back. Right behind him is Tyree Cleveland standing there, so he's just like, well, I can either get hit, I can whip one in there and just see what happens, and it's the wrong decision. But also, at that point in the game, when nothing is working, how do you not just say, like, F it, fling one in there, see what happens? I I like that you brought that up, because one thing we didn't talk about was, what, the three or four could-be interceptions from Russ on Sunday? Yeah, he was... Uh, just playing 500 yeah. at a certain mm-hmm. point, and I, I'm kind of with Hank. I'd it was take a sack and punt or <laughs> try and make something happen. Like yep. the the correct football decision is take a sack and punt. But when you're so you're struggling so much on offense, you're just like, well, I'll just prayer this up. It's like why you see teams, um, for example, like the Buffs will just try to return punts from like nine yards. Or, or right, kicks right. from nine yards deep in the end zone because it's like, <laughs> well, we're not going to score on yeah. offense. <laughs> yeah. So let's see what happens on special teams. Yeah, yep. and like when the Broncos had Peyton Manning, it's great that they had Trendon Holiday for when you have the explosive ones, but in that case, you'd rather just have nothing, no return, let Peyton do it. Yes. And really quick, speaking of taking sacks, punts, and making the right decisions, got to give credit to Allie's punter, the Eagles punter last night. That little, that play <laughs> that, that he had sick. was actually <laughs> brilliant coming from a punter too at first you're like they're running a fake punt here and then you're like well why is he punting it it was going to be a penalty and then you're like he knew it was going to be blocked take the penalty beautiful play incredible you can imagine me screaming at the tv like (laughs) what are you doing i thought it was a what is happening i thought it was a fake i kind of love the idea of of like a pump fake punt Mm. as part of a fake Mm. because if you think about it like you're, it's it's similar to like a screen. You're letting someone through, yeah. and you just dodge them, yeah. and they're now you've got you know ten on ten on on the other yeah. side, which probably even better matchup than that because you know you've got more guys rushing. Yeah, just something to think about yeah. if you're uh, yeah. Dwayne Stoops. That's a good one. Yep. Um, you got to have the right punter for that. Yeah, that felt very much like <laughs> week Dixon. one with the Broncos. Like the Eagles had two really costly fumbles. Yep. And that's why they lost. I don't want to talk about it yesterday. Yeah, and a penalty at the end, uh, of course. Broncos had plenty Oof. of penalties week one that as well. That penalty at the yep. end was like, uh. It was. Yeah. <coughs> the ref's hands were kind of tied. I was going to say, it, it was yeah. the right call, but man, yeah. did you feel so, because he knew, like, I think right after he hit him, he knew and you could just tell. I mean, yep. he looked at the ref and. Of course, Heineke knew. He was already celebrating. <laughs> well, Heineke was like, oh, I'm so glad because I made a mistake. Like, after making a mistake, then that yeah. happened. So yeah, I don't I think really he meant it. to go down, but then he did. But then also, defense is like, oh, shit, we have to make sure he is down and yeah. he's not going to be. It's just weird because you typically don't. A defense typically doesn't see a quarterback give themselves up in the backfield. Yep. It's when yeah, they're exactly. beyond. And, and, of course, when they run beyond line scrimmage, you're like, this is a quarterback. When he goes down, I, I can't touch him. But you're just not used to that in the backfield. Yeah, and I honestly think he was just running to touch him, which he didn't even need to do. Right. Yeah, no. he right, didn't. Right. That was, it was dumb on him all around. But the refs did also miss a yeah. terrible face mask. Yeah. yeah. Then the Avs had a six on three to finish the mm-hmm. game and couldn't score to the game time goal. Literally the last two minutes of the game, they had five on three, and then they brought in a sixth. It's a rough. It's been a rough uh, couple of days, other than the Buffs beating Tennessee. Hey, typically don't see that from the Avs and the Eagles in a, in a single night. Yeah, it would have been a good. It's parlay. a really tough for you two. It a was Blues, all uh, the way. Blues Commanders parlay would have gone hard. Oh last yes, it would have. Because what were the Commanders plus three hundred to yeah, start the game? Yeah. Um, before we hit a quick break, you want to give us a quick 
injury update just uh, so we know what injuries we're dealing with here are you sure you uh, want that yeah very um, sure okay so four new injuries like i said the injury wave continued to hit the broncos billy turner the broncos starting right tackle and k1 williams the broncos starting slot corner <laughs> both out week to week k1 is getting a um a scope on his knee I think he's going to be placed on the IR. The Broncos have not made that decision yet, but it's looking about a month. So it's saying Bassey, a young guy coming in, filling in for him. Uh, and then Billy Turner, you have Tom Compton who can, who can come back in the next couple of weeks. But I think right now you're going to be starting Quinn Bailey at right tackle. Nathaniel Hackett said Quinn Bailey took a little bit to adjust to get in, but then he said he did play well near the end of the game. But you're looking at a third string right tackle. Quinn Bailey's from a shoe. Quinn Bailey's from a... I don't get it. You got to remember old old Greg. Oh yes, oh, I never. Yeah. It was too. I only watched it once. Yeah. It was so creepy, but it's I did watch so it. Weird. <laughs> Bobby Massey's a free agent. Please. Oh. <laughs> How about that? Okay, and then so you also have Graham Glasgow and Jerry Judy, both according to Nathaniel Hackett, dodged a bullet. Both are day to day to the extent where Nathaniel Hackett. It's multiple times on the radio and to us said Jerry Judy suffered a minor ankle injury. Who would have ever thought that? I mean, certainly yeah. not Dr. Chow. Dr. Chow. Dr. Chow did not see that one coming. <laughs> no, so did not. I want to know where you guys stand on this. It's a little bit, for lack of a better term, clickbaity, but it's a conversation that's happening out there, which is pe there are people who believe that Jerry Judy faked that injury. Really? And not only that, um, but then Nathaniel Hackett, by acutely pointing out minor, mm. is essentially like taking a shot at him. Mm. Why, Just curious where you guys think. Why stand would this. he fake an injury? That, that was exactly my response. Yeah. That if it was like the week before the trade deadline or something, or this was his final protest to get out of town, but now it just it doesn't make sense. No, yeah. there's nothing to that. So all. do you think Nathaniel Hackett is pulling a Vic Fangio saying um, Juwan James will play when he's ready mentally? It, it, I, I can't lie and say it didn't cross my mind like, uh, because he said it on KOA right before talking to us, and I thought, I wonder if he's going to say minor again, and I'm pretty sure the way Nathaniel Hackett said it was he has an, he has an ankle injury, a minor ankle injury. He like circled back around to it, which to me, just it, it got my eyes open mm -hmm. to, to answer your question. You know, It made me think. Interesting. Okay, so we're all out on he faked the injury. Yeah, uh, I completely agree. I don't think he. I don't think that was a shot. You okay? I'll say I don't think it was a shot. Okay. I think you're just saying it's a minor injury. I think I. I don't think it's a shot at him in this last game. I think it's um, maybe a little like he can play this week. Yeah. I do think that. I'll say it's very much a bad look for Jerry, uh, and whether it's his fault or not, um, which I don't really think it is. No. Uh, it just. There's so many things that have kind of – it kind of reminds me of Melvin Gordon where I've always just said, like, well, it feels like around every corner he's done something wrong that's made the fans like him less. Mm. Um, and it's kind of the same thing with Jerry. Like, for, it started with the drops his rookie year. Then there was the immaturity and the tweets and this, that, and the other thing. Then you get hurt, not your fault, but then you become injured guy. Yeah. And then you have an injury that looks really, really bad that turns out the coach is saying it's a minor ankle injury. It's just like another thing in the line, a long line of the fans. A lot of fans are kind of out on Jerry, and yeah. there's been a series of events that led to that. No, I mean, he did walk off the field, though. 
What's, like, what's so bizarre, though, is in Ian Rappaport, he was kind of mm -hmm. all over this before Nathaniel Hackett told us yesterday. Mm -hmm. Ian Rappaport said they weren't able to diagnose what the injury was because he was in so much pain that he couldn't even walk. And so it wasn't just like Jerry thought it was a freak injury or like a scary injury, and then he got off the field and it was fine. He said that, according to Rappaport, that it was so bad that they couldn't diagnose it because he couldn't even walk. And then just you know, less than 24 hours later, it's a minor injury. It, it, it's bizarre. It's very bizarre. And, and my theory on the whole thing was just he injured a very weird part of his foot, mm -hmm. something he hadn't felt before, and his mind went to the worst places. Yeah. Which I can't really blame a guy for if all of a sudden you're down and you're thinking like, oh, my God, I'm going right. to miss a year of football. Right, you right. Know? Um, I so, just don't know anything about what a muscle strain in an ankle is. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fair. I didn't even know you uh, had muscles. <laughs> Is that part of your foot. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's why you're not in the NFL. Probably one of several reasons. Probably. So my question to you guys is, what's a more devastating injury for the Broncos this week? Billy Turner, Graham Glasgow, Kwan Williams, <laughs> or Kwan Williams, or Jerry Judy? I need your answer right after I tell you about Breckenridge Brewery. You got to get the Broncos Country Ale. It's delicious. It's a perfect beer for right now. It's got it's got a little flavor to it, but mm -hmm. it's also fairly light, uh, which is which is so nice. I mean, we've got a little bit of snow on the ground today. That's what I'm going for. Probably even going to be some Breck beer. I can actually guarantee there's going to be some Breck beers tonight. The DNVR Friends oh, Giving. DNVR and Friends you know, Giving. when we put it in the bar at our Friends Givings, you know we're really putting our stamp of approval on it. So if you want to get your Breck beers, go to breckbrew.com and check out their beer locator to find a Broncos Country Pale Ale near you. That's breckbrew.com. Love it. Oh. Yeah. And also, you should uh, check out Denver Health Medical. Because uh, they have a couple of different Elevate exchange plans. They're available on the Connect4 Health Marketplace. There's great benefits. There's affordable plan choices. Um, and uh, they have options for individuals and families. That, that, I mean, if you're looking for cost-effective quality health insurance, um, it, it's, it's meant for people who are self-employed, people who need to get coverage but don't have access in other ways. Um, like I said, it's it's a great option. It includes dental, includes vision. There's no additional cost for that stuff. And uh, they offer lower monthly premiums than any plan currently available on the marketplace. And uh, they've added uh, mental health benefits as well. So go online to uh, Denver Health Medical or call 303-602-4912 and uh, you can uh, sign up. Uh, open enrollment for the exchange runs from November 1st to January 15th. Um, and uh, you can enroll by December 15th to have your coverage begin January 1st of 2023. DenverHealthMedicalPlan.org or 303-602-4912. I got to say, we um, have great benefits now here at DNVR. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But there was a time in my life when I did not have health insurance. And I would just go to urgent care anytime I you know, had anything yes. going on. And every single time, the, the doctors that work there would be like, hey, you should check out Denver Health. It's mm. very affordable. It's a great oh. option for people like you, young, you know, um, self-employed, stuff like that. So, yeah. uh, doctor, uh, doctor, doctor approved. approved. <laughs> <laughs> doctor approved. That's big. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and also, just a reminder to come check us out here at the DNVR Bar. Um, lots of great stuff going on this week, including members only event on thursday night come watch the avs 
with the Avs and not just any Avs. Avs legends, Avs. Milan Hayduk, um, Adam Foote, a couple other guys coming down here, all put on by uh, Lacroix Hockey, which is run by the son of Pierre Lacroix, former Avs legendary GM, uh, Eric Lacroix, who is mm-hmm. awesome, super great dude. He also played for the Avs. Uh, and so come down, check it out. Um, get your tickets online. Go to uh, dnvr.eventbrite.com to get it. Actually, no, you have to go to thednvr.com because you have to be a member. Yay. And then you'll get your uh, your link to buy tickets. Super affordable. There's going to be an awesome silent auction. You're going to get to meet these guys, greet these guys, autographs, pictures, whatever. Uh, just one of the many cool things we try to do down here at the DNVR bar. Man, that is going to be too cool. And World Cup watch parties start Sunday. Wow. Or no, no. World Cup watch parties start Monday, but the World Cup starts Sunday, and we will be mm-hmm. open for all World Cup games except for the ones that start at 3 a.m. Oh, uh, that's fair. Yep. Yeah, not, yeah. We're not allowed to be, so, <laughs> wow. or else we, maybe we would. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay, guys, I pose a question. Which injury impacts the Broncos the most this Sunday against the Raiders? I think it's got to be Billy Turner. Nah. I think it has to be, especially because I do think Jerry's going to play, but even if he wasn't going to play, I still say Billy Turner. I think it's Graham Glasgow. Mm. Um, Wattenberg was true. Rough, yeah. And I don't even blame him. That's the weird thing is like, it, it, you can't even be mad at these guys. Yeah. Um, I saw like a couple people just like angrily tweeting about the offensive line, and I'm just like, I mean, I don't know what you want these guys to do. They aren't qualified to play in the NFL. Like, Luke Wattenberg was the third string center, meaning he was getting like zero reps for the past couple of months until last week when he was then the backup center, probably not still getting very many reps. So no wonder you have some snap issues, right? Yeah, and and to be fair, most teams don't even like their starting offensive line because I I could hear someone saying, (laughs) like, if those guys aren't qualified to play in the NFL, then this is on George Payton. Not really. Like, most teams have one guy starting on their offensive line that isn't qualified to play in the NFL, (laughs) and he's starting for them. When you have to go down to three third-string players, you have no shot. You're done. Yeah, that's that's tough. I'm going to go with Hank here, though, for this week specifically because Max Crosby and Chandler Jones scare the hell out of me with yep. having backup offensive tackles, especially you're down to, like, third string at right tackle. That is so scary. But, I mean, I think anywhere on the offensive line, you're fair to say. You might be – your best chance might be putting Eric Tomlinson on one side and Eric Sabert on the other for the whole game. It, really? <laughs> and I, just blocking with seven. That yep. would be uh, – not overthinking things. Yeah. That would be just like, okay, we have weaknesses here and here. Let's help them. Boom. Game plan. Yeah. There you go. You could kind of only do that with Jerry Judy, though, because you yep. need someone who can get open. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and they'll just bracket Cortland Sutton, especially if you're only putting two guys out in the, for, in, well, in the pattern. That's yep. true. That's a good point. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's, a, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of yep. thing. You I'd be, you're, I guess you might be better off just saying, like, Russ... Good luck. Run for your life. Yep. <laughs> I'd be interested in Natani Moody or uh, Quinn Miners at center. I'm not sure which Dalton one Reisner they go to. Also has, I believe, experience. I think he played I all five remember. positions in college. I he believe did. It. he did. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. It, Moody, I think, is probably a better football player than Luke Wattenberg at this point. I don't yes. think that's a hot take. If you can find a way to get mm. him on the field, I think it makes sense. If you think there's going to be botched snaps because of it, obviously don't do it. But I don't know. There were botched snaps. How do you fix it? From Wattenberg. True. True. But, I mean, if you give Wattenberg a week of practice with Russ, those should go away. You would think. 
Like that that shouldn't be his issue. <sighs> he's just he's probably how many times do you think Luke Wattenberg had snapped a ball to Russell Wilson in his life before that game? Not many. I mean, didn't he do it? Doesn't he snap? One or two training what does he do practices? all day if he's not snapping balls? Probably well, not to Russ, though. Exactly. Well, That's Brett thing. Ripon's the same size. Well, but, <laughs> I mean, I guess the, the shotgun ones, those are an issue. But there was the under center one that didn't work out, too. And that's that's the one where that's more chemistry and stuff. Right. You got to feel that guy's hand in your gooch. You really do. A couple <laughs> times before, you do. You do. before you truly it's understand true. what it's it true. It's true. It's like. disgusting, but it's true. My God. I was not expecting um, that. Well, I have another question for you guys. Who's on a hotter hot seat this week? Josh McDaniels or Nathaniel Hackett? I would have said Josh McDaniels before Mark Davis came out in support of him. Now, we've all heard, you know, the classic yep. kiss of death. Yep. Yep. Um vote of confidence yep but at the same time I, I don't know it was just kind of believable that he was just like what a, oh everyone wants instant gratification we've played nine games yep um and so that defense of him actually felt like a real defense rather than just like we have all the confidence in the world and josh mcdaniels to get this thing figured out man ryan your your spot that's exactly how i feel because it it, it was the classic kiss of death like you said when it's like oh he only has one week left but i actually took it as real confidence in him. Now, I think he went overboard <clears throat> saying that Josh McDaniels is doing a, quote, fantastic job. Definitely. No one can say that. But look, the Raiders have got three 17-point leads in different games. <laughs> and then they've blown them, so that's bad It kind of makes it worse. But like, yeah, but, but there's like... They've shown some hope at times. Yeah. Uh, but the, the real kicker... Broncos have had two 10-point leads. Uh, blown them both. Sure yep. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. Um, but the real difference for me between these two guys, one, I think Josh McDaniels has been Mark Davis's guy for a long time. I feel like the Raiders were always kind of mentioned with him. Now you laugh and it's probably right. Like why do you want Josh McDaniels leading your organization, especially after you got beat by the Colts with Jeff Saturday. But I do think Mark Davis wants it to work with him, so I think he's going to give him a long leash. Where's he going to go? He already went Josh or, or uh, John Gruden gave him a hundred million dollar contract. Like it, this is the next big name for him. Um, while as for Nathaniel Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett wasn't the Waltons guy. Uh, they, he was mm -hmm. here before them, uh, and they have no problem with moving on from him. And also, there is the money component. Mark Davis is one of the least uh, what is it? Cash rich yeah. owners in the NFL. Yep. He, he has trouble doing some things at times. So pay, paying Josh McDaniels and his entire staff while he's probably still paying John Gruden and stuff, that would be tough. The Waltons, there's nothing there with that in terms yep. of money. That's a big one for me. That's why I don't think they can fire Josh McDaniels. They just can't afford it. Mm. And so they're stuck with him. And I think that all the stuff that Mark Davis <laughs> was saying, it's, it's not because he believes it. It's because... You have to support him because you're yeah. stuck with him. And who knows? Maybe maybe he'd do it regardless, but he doesn't have the option to get out of it. And so you're are, stuck. Are there any former Broncos on the Raiders? Like, I'm trying to think of someone I can reach out to. I want to hear how bad it's going. <laughs> <laughs> who? What? Uh, Tom McMahon? Oh, yeah. He's probably not returning my calls. Um, yeah. I think we're SOL. There's got to be a, a special teams guy that Tom McMahon. You would think, wanted yeah, to come yeah, over yeah. There. You would think Devontae Booker was on their team a couple of years, but not that with Josh. Help. Yeah, that wouldn't help. Bummer. You got oh, Derek Carr actually said something that would kind of point to how things are going in the Raiders locker room. Not only when, when he was crying, that was like what everyone was, you know, Josh and him on, uh, pun intended. Uh, but 
one of the things he said when he was giving that emotional speech was, you know, this is this is so tough. I put everything into it. It's so tough when you do that. I wish all the guys in the locker room would feel that same way. Whoa, calling out the mm. locker room. Then That's like Russ getting up there and saying, man, I'm just trying so hard. This is all I care about. I put my heart and soul into it. I wish the other guys in the locker room felt the same. It's like, holy cow, that is really, <laughs> that is rough. I mean, not even subtly calling out your teammates. Yeah, yep. and you know, remember there was like huge controversy over like the Broncos lost. I want to say it was at the Colts. Um, and there was controversy over like some guys were laughing in the locker room after the game and like mm, having, yep, yep, and yep. you know, of course the radio had a, yep, a heyday yep, with yep. it. I, I assume that's probably what Derek Carr is referencing. Yeah. Um, and I actually didn't catch that part. Um, I watched him cry a couple times. Well, it, it was um, easy to, to miss cause you're like, really? Yeah, really? yeah exactly. <laughs> that, that was my thought the whole time as if like, I don't know, like, there's bad football teams every year. Like yes. I don't feel especially bad for you <laughs> yes. for any reason. Yes. Um, you got uh, two options for former Broncos. Okay. Micah Kaiser. Okay. okay. Yep. Don't and, have his number. And uh, Kyle Pecco is on the practice squad. Oh. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> good find. All right. That is great. There we go. Kyle, if you're listening, we'll be hitting your line a little bit later. Um. Yeah, really, really quick, uh, just because we're on those lines, uh, I mentioned a Seattle Seahawks fan that uh, that reached out to me on Twitter yesterday and was kind of dogging on the Broncos and stuff uh, and giving advice of what the Broncos should do with Russ. He actually listens to this show. He reached back out to me and said, I heard I heard you give me a shout out uh, inadvertently. And then, so I said, I'm so curious. Why do you listen to this show? Wait, because, who is this? Uh, just a random Seahawks fan. Oh, and so okay. I reached out and, and responded to him. And I said, can I ask why you listen to this show? And he said, because I'm just so curious how it's going with Russ, especially after that Seattle game and how it went down. He said, I've, I've been dialing in since to, to just find out what's going <laughs> on with Russ and because the Broncos uh, have their have their pick. It might have been uh, the same yes. guy, but I think we have quite a few Seahawks fans who listen every day. It's crazy. Um, because someone it. commented, it, was like, it had like a Seahawks logo as their thing. Different person. When I said um, something about how both teams could end up losing that trade, it was like 54 minutes into the post game show, and they tagged the timestamp and was like, "LOL." He said like both teams could lose the trade, and I was like, "Wow, that means you were listening to the show for 54 <laughs> minutes." That is impressive. <laughs> so appreciate all the Seahawks yeah, fans. Yeah, abs absolutely. Pumping up the numbers. Yep. Um, I, I guess I can't even say what I learn about the Raiders now because. My sources know. already <laughs> That is true. That is true. <laughs> you shouldn't have. You shouldn't have put down uh, Kaiser. You should have been like, ah, oh, oh, yeah, 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 good one. Like also, <laughs> maybe I have McDaniel's number. Hey, Mark Davis. <laughs> Devontae Adams. You know? yeah. oh, we ran into each other at the Super Bowl one time. Oh, wow. Jerry uh, Tillery. So I guess you guys want <laughs> yeah. to. There was some Jerry Tillery slander going on in the locker room this week. Oh. I can't get into any more details than that, but there was some Jerry Tillery slander in the locker room. Wow. The day that went down. Interesting. Interesting. I'm curious. Now. I like that. I was gonna say you guys <laughs> gonna have to come to the bar and pick our brains about this <laughs> stuff. Um. So, anyways, yeah, I think Nathaniel Hackett is in, in much more trouble. And I also think there's one more component to this, and that is kind of beyond football. Mm -hmm. And that is, and Henry and I actually talked about this uh, when you were out for like seven minutes yesterday. And <laughs> and my my thing is, Ryan, I think no shows can talk a lot this week. Mm. Uh, and I think that there could be a lot of no-shows. I think 
the mm-hmm. the Waltons obviously want a good football team, but they don't want to be embarrassed. And and if you're going to embarrass them by on on TV, there's 15, 20,000 no-shows. It is a start of Thanksgiving break, so some people may be traveling mm-hmm. on Sunday true. to go see family, and there may be maybe people trying to hit the slopes for the first time in the that mountains, saying that it's it's just not worth it. Now, I think with it being a Raiders game, exactly. it's going to make the no shows a little less. But what if there is twelve thousand no shows? That's going to speak as well, and I think that's going to play a role in it. Forty-one degrees, um, but bad. sunny, so yeah, not bad. Yeah, not bad. Um, I hate this. Uh, you know, I hate when people say don't go to the games as protests. I don't, I don't know why it, it mostly bothers me more w- when it's about the buffs. Um, cause I'm like, these are college kids, man. Just support <laughs> right, them. Right, right. Um, with this one, it's just like, it's just, I don't know. I think it's just a bad look for the fan base. I think is yep. what it comes down to. And, um, but at the same time, I, I can't necessarily blame someone. If you really want Nathaniel Hackett to get fired and you're pissed off about it, that is, the correct way to vent your frustration in a in a way that could result in you getting what you want. Well, Henry and I disagreed about this yesterday, and you pretty much just took both sides. So <laughs> it, it was fair. And and my whole point was I understand fans not showing up uh, in an effort, or I, I shouldn't say I understand, but when fans don't show up, I think that does send a message to ownership that can have an impact. And and Henry and what he said at the end, which I did agree with. Um, what did you just want to say it about? The, the, I mean, they're gonna fire him or not? Well, and they're probably just gonna fire him well, anyway. What what took what took me over the top with what he was saying was something you touched on, Ryan. Was that um, it's just it Raiders fans are gonna be watching the game, and if there's twenty thousand yeah. no shows, fifteen thousand no shows. That's a bad look on Broncos fans. And oh, yeah. there will be Raiders fans there. Right. Yep. You know, they do show up. Um, yeah. and, and you know, you don't too. want there them will to be Raider fans. be loud. The other thing here, and I don't know. My thing is, if you're not going to go to the game, there are a lot of people who live in this community who yeah. are huge Broncos fans who have never had an opportunity yeah. to go to a game. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It kind of sucks to be like, I'm just going to not have anyone in that seat when – there are people out there who, if you said, hey, I'm going to give you tickets to the Broncos yep. game, they would be really, really appreciative and, and thankful. A lot of places to donate them, too. Especially around the holiday season. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. It's a really good point. And just one more thing that does not work in Nathaniel Hackett's favorite favor this week. He is an offensive-minded coach. He is running the offense. He is calling the plays as of now for the offense. The past three home games, now I'm including the Brett Rippon game, but I can exclude it if you want. Should I exclude the Brett Rippin game? Sure. Okay, so we'll just do the past two home games. Because how many points per game the Broncos offense is? The Broncos team is averaging. So it's the Jets game and the Colts game? Uh, Jets was Rippin. Oh, it was Rippin. So yeah, yeah. It's the, so the Niners. It's Colts and Niners. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just what, nine and a half? Exactly. Yeah, lovely. Yep, yep, yep. Pretty tough. And if you want to include the Brad Rippin game, 9.33. Oh, lovely. And so if that's what happens again this week, then it's not just a loss, then it's not just embarrassing, but then it's your specific unit, Nathaniel Hackett, that no surprise because of the way the season's gone, but not just bad. I mean, they wouldn't even be close to their 14.5 points, which they're at now. Under 10, I think that would do it. We've talked about bad and boring before, and they've reached a level that's somehow below that. And I don't even really know what it, it is. It's like bad and unwatchable. Yeah. Like boring is one thing. It's like, oh, you can watch this. It's just not very entertaining. This is like 
it's legitimately not even there's nothing good about it it's impossible for them to do anything yeah like every drive you have to expect it to be a punt like a, a 10 yard gain you look at and you're just like wait what how did that happen what 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 just went down there yeah, yeah someone I, yesterday said some in the comments said like i'd rather dedicate an hour to you guys than three hours to watching the actual game damn shout out shout <laughs> out <laughs> <laughs> it's like jeez, nice. man <laughs> and i just can't blame anyone and you know again talking about going to the game i also can't blame anyone who doesn't want to like buy tickets yeah right like if you have tickets then i believe you should either use them or give them to someone who would appreciate yes. them um but i'm not gonna i'm not telling anyone to spend money they haven't already spent to go to these games but if you want to go to the games <laughs> now is a great <laughs> now is a great time to get in because a lot of people don't want to go to the games so tickets are cheap and you can get them over at game time and one of the coolest things about game time is the interface it's so simple easy you can see exactly where your seats are going to be they have flash sales going on so just head to the link that's in our description on youtube it's first one that pops up there on our podcast it's also in the description there click on it and ryan you mentioned some people uh can give tickets away this week if, if they're not gonna go but some people also j just don't want to go but they can't get a, a high dollar amount so they have to resell them at, at, at a very low price and you're gonna see that this week over <laughs> at game time because a lot of people don't want to go to the game but if you want to you can get your tickets over at game time and make sure to use the link in our description it helps us out and also it just takes you right to the broncos games yes uh, that's amazing <laughs> we've gone down about 20 bucks since yesterday okay and you so, said keep waiting just wait Dang. just wait and wait and wait and wait and wait and if you want to pay for your ticket bet on uh mm. the under you'll get all your oh. money back DraftKings oh. <laughs> <laughs> sportsbook still 41 and a half <clears throat> uh i haven't checked i mean it can't be going up yeah. right? certainly not i wouldn't think so no i'll um, check it yeah just take the under before they push it down any lower uh there's also basketball going on all sorts of, of opportunities there including if you sign up you can make a five dollar nba money line bet and get two hundred dollars in free bets if you get half. that bet right um like i said they've got stepped up parlays they've got boosts they've got all sorts of different stuff and DraftKings is the place to go to pick up all that stuff i feel like their boosts are way better than anything else i see anywhere else yeah. so download the DraftKings sportsbook app now use the promo code dmvr make any five dollar bet this week Get $200 in free bets if your team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code DMVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I, a couple things on DraftKings. One, hit Jalen Hurts' first touchdown last night. Hey, wow. what was that at? It was like plus 600. Oh. Yeah, which was solid. Um, and then that led me into uh, a withdrawal night. Wow. The DraftKings withdrawals are insane. It used to be like pretty fast like oh yeah you get this within the day yeah you literally get it in five seconds now wow. it's absurd wow. you click withdraw how much money you want you press you know straight to my bank and then a second later i get a notification from chase being like a deposit is at your account Dang. it's insane that's awesome which is really cool like because yeah. uh, back in the day um not that i ever did this but yeah. if you ever were <laughs> using the offshore ones uh it took like weeks oh yeah and wouldn't it come in a paper check yeah, I mean, I wouldn't know, but <laughs> if they did come, yeah, it would have come in like a paper check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to like check the mail to see yeah. if you got your withdrawal. And I think it was a, probably a really effective thing for them because it was such a pain in the ass that people probably were just like, ah, yeah. I'm not going to do this unless it's worth it, unless it's a lot of money. It's like, true. 
right now, if you just you were just like, oh, uh, I really want to buy like an Xbox right now, you could just yeah. withdraw from your account yep. and, and be able to, to buy it seconds later. Boom! There you. Go. One more thing on DraftKings: Broncos are trending to be three point favorites at minus two and a half right now. They're minus one twenty. Raiders plus two and a half at plus a hundred. So that thing could hit three. Wow. Also want to give a shout out to the American Raptors. Um, America's team. A lot of people are calling them that. Yeah. Uh, and yes. uh, they are it's kind of like, you know, the American dream. All these people are starting from scratch in their rugby careers. Yep. Uh, and they're trying to learn the game, build themselves up and create a whole team out of guys who are athletes, but not necessarily rugby players. Uh, and it's actually a pretty cool story to follow. They're just getting better and better, and hopefully some of these guys end up getting promoted to the actual U.S. national team. Um, we've got the World Cup of Soccer coming up around, but um, mm. there are a lot of people out there who dream <laughs> of one day the U.S. winning a World Cup in rugby, Yeah. Uh, and this is a cool feeder program for that team. So check out the American Raptors. You can get free tickets to the games when you go to AmericanRaptors.com. And they just beat uh, Columbia. Yep. Well, Impressive. a team in Colombia. Oh, it was in Colombia. Oh, yeah, I guess <laughs> a team cans. in Colombia. Yes, 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 exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, ch check them out. And should we check out our listeners right now? Yes. Check them out. In the comment section, Allie, do we have any Super Chats? We do. We have two. We don't have a monitor today, so if you if you <laughs> notice that we weren't, like, interacting with you guys quite as much, yeah, it's because yeah. we can't see what you're saying. All right, Bryce here says, I'm traveling from ND from Sunday's for Sunday's game. Bought at the beginning of the year for way more than they are worth now. Tailgate, hope to see you soon. Oh, heck yeah. We're going to see you. What else could ND be, though? I don't know. I was trying Notre to think. Dame. Is there anything else? Oh. Notre Dame. Oh. Wow. <laughs> the, the building. Oh. Yes. The church <laughs> <Wow. laughs> burned down. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Probably not that out. one. Probably catch not the that end one. of the movie. Just living in the burned down. <laughs> Church. Ruins. Yeah. Is there another ND? I don't think so. Bryce, we will be at the tailgate. It will North be so North Denver? Fun. Mm. No, yeah. they said they're traveling. I'll be making the okay. trek from North yeah. okay. If they're walking, it Just would be a trek. Pipe down federal. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll be there, of course, and uh, look forward to seeing you. Yep. Be careful on federal. Yes. All right, next also, maybe one. pick us up some breakfast burritos. Ooh. Next one from Clayton. Um, I don't think Hackett should be fired. I've seen plenty of game tape with wide open receivers and good concepts. At this point, it's up to Russ and the team to perform, and Russ has played so bad. Less I, of that this week, but it's it's happened. Yeah, and, and, and I was going to say the exact same thing, Henry. That was definitely a thing earlier in the season where they're just, mm -hmm. so, I mean, especially KJ being wide open. Yep. Um, that still is happening uh, occasionally, um, but that that has kind of gone away a little bit. But that is something that, you know, is in George Payton's mind of, okay, mm -hmm. who is this problem really on? Yep. Uh, and then I think that's why it's fair to put a, a, a the mix on both. And when you don't have both. three of your four best receivers, that happens. Sometimes guys don't get open. Don't have three of your four best receivers. You don't have three of your offensive linemen or their backups. Yep. Um, don't have you don't have your running starting running back. You don't have your third string running back, who would <sighs> maybe be your first string running back now. I Mike mean, your Boone? fourth string running yeah. back's getting the most carries. Wow. <laughs> it's insane. It really is. It, it kind of reminds me of my golf game. If it's not one thing one week, it's the other thing. You know, if it's Russ, if it's if Russ is on one week, hack it's off. If Hackett's on one week, Russ is off. If yep. those two are on, the receivers can't catch. It's just like one. It's gonna be one thing every day. I think you're being too tough on your golf game. 
I don't think you're 14.5 points per game. Fair enough. I'd like to have 14.5 strokes wow. per round. That would wow. be incredible. Would mean, I skipped at least four holes. Yeah, it though. would be. <laughs> Might be the best way of approaching it. Um, all right, next one, Al. Okay. Next one from Denver Rivals on the website says, Hey guys, this Saturday is Alzheimer's Association Cornhole Tournament. I'd love the DNVR fam to come out to learn more about what and how the association is doing in Colorado community. It's a good distraction from the disappointing season. My take for this team is they love to play what I call uncomplimentary football. It goes to just yes. what Ryan was saying right now. It says, Take the game yesterday. The Broncos go up 10-0 toward the end of the half. All the defense has to do is force the Titans to get a field goal or stop them to put us in a great position at half. Instead, they play passive coverage like Tannehill hit slant routes to go up the field and score. Then Malik Willis in the fourth fumbles the ball, gives the Broncos great field position to try and score a field goal or touchdown uh, down by four. Instead, they go three and out instead of setting up for a field goal drive. It's happened all throughout the season, and until they click together, there's no way we are winning consistently. Hope they shock us all and make a miracle run, but at this point, we can only hope we win enough games to push the picks Seattle benefits from into the top 15 or 20 mark. Support DNVR rivals and go Broncos. He has, he has two more thoughts and questions to add. He says, first off, if Hackett cannot come through and they fire him, who would your top three coaching choices be? Experienced coaches only. Second, if Wilson does not pan out the next year or two, I forgot if there's a clause in his contract where they would be cut short. What year would that be around? I'm hoping that's not the case, but out of all the years for Wilson and the Broncos to suck, this is the worst year to do it when you don't have high first and second round draft picks to help with. If we miss the playoffs this season, it will mark the longest playoff drought in franchise history since the Broncos AFL days. I love this team, but it feels like there's an unsolved curse surrounding us. Either way, thanks for what y'all do day in and day out. Go Broncos and support the NBR rivals. All right. Um, I only remember one question in here, which was, um, "What were what would your three top three experienced coach candidates be?" Just give me one. Beyond Sean Payton, <laughs> man, I don't think mine would be Dan Quinn. Is the thing he's like the the top of the list for sure, but so Frank Reich, it's not him either. Um, I'm going BB, <laughs> Bill Belichick, when he's fired. <laughs> he's definitely not getting fired. Um, see, uh, the thing is. <sighs> And I know that this is going to be a big storyline moving forward. I'm not saying I have to have an experienced coach. No. Now, it's... I totally understand why people would want experience, but if you're only going Over to go experience coaches, then you're going to miss out on Kevin O'Connell. You're sure. going to miss out on Mike, Mike McDaniel. McDaniel. You're going to miss out on good coaches. Now, I would certainly look at experienced coaches as well. And wasn't Dan Quinn the only experienced coach they interviewed last year with, with head coaching experience. They didn't interview Doug Peterson. They did not. No, I think that was it. He was the only guy with experience. I certainly wouldn't take that approach of only interviewing like 9% of coaches yeah. with experience. I would do more, but I wouldn't say it has to be experience. Yeah. You can say that. I just, they're, they're, they're going on three in a row now hiring uh, coaches, first time coaches over three. Yeah. That doesn't Vic mean Bangio only kind of fits though you know uh, like I that's guess. a different guy <laughs> he but he wasn't cut out to be a head coach yeah that is true you would have known if he had head coached before yeah um i i agree i think you're gonna miss out on the next up-and-comer you just went for the wrong one this time yeah but i just don't think they i don't think they have it in them i think if they do hire a new coach and george payton's the one doing the hiring uh it's gonna be like dan quinn with a bullet I was going to say that it, it seems so obvious because I think it is. Yeah. yeah. 
We'll see, I guess. <clears throat> uh, from Chicago Bronco 86. Well, this season has been rough. I really wanted to like Hackett, but it just doesn't look like it's going to turn around. However, I'm with Ryan that the solution is to figure out how to fix Russ. To me, that starts with building the scheme around him and making him comfortable investing heavily in OL next year, maybe adding a reliable veteran wide receiver. While it's possible he fell off a cliff at 32, I just find it hard to believe a guy with his level of sustained success fell off this hard or that somehow Seattle took a bottom-of-the-league guy and gave him 10 years of Hall of Fame play without any of it being Russ. It seems more likely that the ridiculous offensive dysfunction Denver has had uh, was, wasn't was simply a QB away. Uh, I mean, that's true, Ryan. <laughs> uh, unless the QB was maybe Brady or Manning. Uh, in, the in that spirit, is there any potential in getting one of Russ's old play callers in and getting him back in his old system? Regardless, they need an experienced hand to try to right the ship at head coach. Sorry for the rant. Thanks for making the season a bit more bearable. Well, Ryan, I think that's the way we should say that word now. Yeah, yeah fair because enough. It, yeah. I mean, it's perfect. It is. <laughs> for this offense, especially. Especially with this, yes, with this season and this team. Um, uh, the, the, uh, the, there's two people that you could bring over, I believe. Um, Ryan Schottenheimer. Yep, exactly. He's one of them. Um, and then Bevel. Where is he right Darryl now? Bevel. I, don't um, know. I, I, I don't know where he is either. But Seems like a Falcons guy to me. Yeah, probably. That's not, that sounds about <laughs> right. But um, Schottenheimer is with, he's an assistant for the Cowboys. So you bring Dan Quinn over. It kind of makes sense that he would come with. And you're kind of rolling your eyes. And that's exactly how I feel about yeah. it, Ryan. It's like, can't we do something new? But I guess <laughs> George Payton tried to do something new here. And so it makes sense if he took a swing here and missed and he gets another opportunity at hiring someone, he's not going to want to take another swing and strike out and then be fired after next year. He's probably going to go with the safe option. <clears throat> yeah, John Elway uh, said he was going to keep swinging and missing um, after they drafted Paxton Lynch, but he was lying. If he would have yeah. just tried yep. again, yep. they would have probably ended up with Josh Allen. And that is my, my biggest fear here is – not trying because you yep. screwed up just leads you to missing out on bigger opportunities. It's it's such a good point, and that's something we have to remember. That exact comparison, Ryan, I, I love it. But it was also hilarious that John said, I'm going to keep swinging and missing. Not I'm going to keep yes. swinging. I'm going to keep swinging and missing. I know. It was one of his many <laughs> yeah. little missteps that yep. were great. Yeah, we don't get those from George. No. He's pretty darn polished. Pretty uh, Well, he did curse in a press conference. Yes, he did. He yes, did. He did. <laughs> Nick Scott says, I can't bring myself to discuss this season right now, so I want to look at the bigger picture, but not for the Broncos. For Russ, if he continues this spiral, is he a shoe-in Hall of Famer? Was he already a guarantee to get in, so it doesn't matter now? Is he hurting his legacy enough to push him out of the Hall of Fame conversation? I don't even know who gets in yeah. anymore. Like, Eli Manning's getting in. Philip Rivers, if those guys are in conversation, then yeah, Russ is probably in. What I would say, and this isn't me like scheming to try to get Russ out of town, if he actually feels like he can't do it anymore, he would be much better off retiring than continuing to do this because he is the most the winningest quarterback through ten years in NFL history. I think that's enough to get him into the Hall of Fame with a get with nine Pro Bowls and a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. But recency bias is real, and yeah. if all anyone remembers is you absolutely failing with the Broncos then I think it really could uh, hurt his chances. And if yep. Pete Carroll does well with Geno Smith and or some other quarterback yep. in the future, then they would it would be the whole Brady-Belichick and the the benefit of the doubt would be given to the head coach then. Yep. All right, I think we have time for one more. Yep. 
You got it. Arvada Luke says, hey, y'all, it's gotten rough enough that even my uh, undeniable optimism is get is providing to be deligible. I get. I right, let's try this again. It's getting enough. <laughs> delible. Yeah. My <laughs> indelible optimism is proving to be delible. There we go. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was tough. <laughs> says, I generally don't understand the hesitation of head coaches to give up play calling duties when it clearly isn't working. Did we hire Hackett to call the offense or did we hire him to win games? At least in this situation, it doesn't seem to be arrogance driving that if we do go back to the coaching bucket please no experienced head coach i know we're one bitten twice shy with that but a curious look a cursory look boy oh no you want to take over Ryan? sure <laughs> cursory look around the league shows us that as uh, far as first time or young head coaches go hackett is more of a rare exception to the rule the thing is it's not about rules it's just about getting a good coach and it's all luck and it's like, if, if it's Especially Dan Quinn, then you can go get your B-minus. Yep. First-timers is all about right. luck. Second-timers is a little bit about luck. It's if, very much like quarterbacks, right? Yes, exactly. You can roll the dice on Josh Allen, or you can go for Case Keenum. Or just, like, literally anything. It's like, oh, you drafted Jerry Judy. Oh, you should have taken Justin Jefferson. Oh, yep. no. Like, that's just how things work. Sometimes you're wrong. Yep, for sure. Uh, then he goes, Biennemi often comes up and is becoming increasingly odd to me that he doesn't have a head coach job. If GMs are hesitant to hire coaches that have interpersonal issues, which is just an assumption on my end as to the issue, he, ha he has been calling plays for years. How come Josh McDaniels has gotten like three head coaching jobs? Uh, to end, I've got a fun conspiracy theory. Hankin mentioned that uniforms take a long time to change in the NFL. If you're Damani Leach, how do you speed that up? Field ugly uniforms, stir up the fan base, and start wow. building expectations up to, for a change with a little survey. <laughs> then you're going to be at the NFL offense with some money numbies to back it up. Yep. That's uh, pretty it's good. True. Yeah, we're going to look ugly until you let us change our uniform. Yeah. yeah. And, and also, he's letting the team be ugly by using old uniforms so it's not like he's throwing out these uniforms it's just oh i'm just using what we have here yep. don't get mad at me right um do you think they still have the orange or brown and yellow socks somewhere around that they could just add those wow. to the uni well we know they burned them but then they resurrected them a right couple years yeah, ago exactly why not? i think they're probably still in the equipment room why not yeah so go orange jersey blue pants oh my god brown and yellow yes. socks yes and uh black shoes oh of course oh, just tie man. it all together no not black shoes. yeah black that's shoes that's the worst <laughs> maybe throw the d logo on the helmets that week too uh but keep the middle stripe being the cyber horse so then the the um logo on the helmet is different than the one on the jersey or you could just take the brown and yellow horse logo and put that on the orange oh, and blue helmet man, there we go <laughs> honestly you know try it have some fun with it <laughs> force the nfl's hand i don't understand why it would take multiple years to make uniforms oh it's that doesn't make sense just the approval and just all that yeah. snap your fingers it, it should Dude. be it should, but the broncos are clearly doing what they can to yes look into it yep and that is a conversation for another day we'll have many conversations on other days including tomorrow yes. uh, where we'll be back with you guys appreciate everyone for tuning in appreciate the super chats and the commenters and we will see you guys then
I'll take 